And now, New Galaxy Enterprises proudly presents Threshold Radio. This is Johnny Blue Star. Welcome to Threshold, a global media event. Is the universe just a random dance of atoms, or is it a manifestation of a supremely intelligent architect? Can its purpose, or our purpose here on Earth, be adequately assessed? Can we commune with it, know its intentions, cooperate with its direction? Here, we define threshold as a gateway state of awareness, allowing mankind to cross into a place of real cognition. Threshold allows us to approach questions of higher reality through the door of experience rather than mere belief. Welcome to Threshold, where we tear away the veil from commercial media, bringing our audience and participants into another realm of reality and enhanced communication. Have you had a longing to create an original book, screenplay, or other media project, but neither had the time nor expertise to do it? I'm Johnny Bluestar, and I founded New Galaxy Enterprises to help ambitious, busy, but highly creative people fulfill their goals to create poignant media projects. If you need help to accomplish your goals, visit NewGalaxyEnterprises.com or contact me at JohnnyBlueStar at gmail.com. Turn your vision into a dazzling media reality. Manifest your media dream today. This is our second program with Kathy Hogan about the experience of sugar addiction and the way to overcome it. So far, we've had a really extraordinary conversation the last time we spoke, Kathy, and um, I'm really, really impressed by your dedication to this subject because it's one thing to do a master's thesis and it's another thing to really care about it. And I can sense that you really care about this subject. Johnny, thank you very much. I I really do care about this subject. In fact, I'm I'm passionate about it. I think it's so important that that people learn why sugar became so prevalent in our diet and that we have all just been caught up in it and it takes an effort to get out of this trap. I really think that you could say that with, with some truth if you understand the way mass media works and the way all kinds of other factors enter into it, that we have been programmed to eat badly. It isn't that we've just been offered, oh, you could have this, you could have an apple, you could have a candy bar. But we have been programmed to, uh, to need this substance because it's put in, it's, 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 it's propagandized by media. It's not really addressed by a lot of the medical establishment. And we have all kinds of ways of curing ourselves with very expensive pharmaceuticals. And whereas I appreciate, uh, if you don't mind me being political, Bernie Sanders saying that, well, it would be better that we have, you know, we have access to more inexpensive pharmaceuticals. And I think that's great. But the problem is, is that a lot of these pharmaceuticals really don't address the actual causes of our symptoms. And that is, a lot of that has to do with what we're eating and how much advertising and promotion is given to these foods and how you cannot walk into the normal supermarket these days without being super saturated by high fructose syrup and, um, and sucrose. Would you say that's true? I agree. Yes, it is. We are being brainwashed. We're being brainwashed and... It's not just us who's being brainwashed. I would say that a lot of the, for many, many decades, the medical establishment has been brainwashed by these pharmaceutical companies who, who give them their, uh, you know, give them all these continual seminars and drop in and tell them about their new pharmaceuticals and, and are so, so much involved in even giving them things during their educational experience. So that is a problem. So uh, let's go into the uh, to some of the scientific aspects of this, and so we can get into the, the the idea of detoxification. Why is sugar addiction so effective and and so impactful on the brain? Johnny, I know that it affects the dopamine receptors in the brain. I mean, people are saying that it triggers the same pleasure centers as, as heroin or cocaine. Yes, I have read that sugar is 
as addictive or more so than cocaine than cocaine. And you know what? If that's true, and we are we are speaking about all the possible dangers medically of sugar, isn't it kind of disgraceful that most people even now don't know about it? Yes. Yes, it is. And I I just feel like we could all feel so much better by eliminating those two sugars from our diet. And, and I know that it has helped me feel better. It has helped my family feel better. And I am excited now to be able to, to get the word out, to tell people about it. You know, maybe, we, maybe, I don't know for sure, we might need a wall to keep out the drug cartels from bringing dr- drugs into our country. What about some walls put around our supermarkets until they get, get um, <laughs> you know, a little bit more cognizant of what they're doing? Because they really are resulting, their actions to, to allow these products on their shelves are really responsible for people having no real conventional choice in foods except to go to a health food store or, or a farmer's market where they're selling organic vegetables. It's true. In fact, that makes me think, for one class at the University of Utah, I, I was teaching a lesson that I needed a loaf of bread that didn't have sugar in it. And I went to one supermarket here in Salt Lake. There was not one loaf of bread that did not have sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And I won't say which store I was in, but I, I, you know, I need, it wasn't Whole Foods. I needed to go to Whole Foods to find a loaf of bread that didn't have sugar in it. And I don't know if, if people generally know that the bread you buy has sugar in it. They do. <laughs> yeah, there used to be a factory where I live. Uh, it was a Wonder Bread factory, and I will share this even though I don't know what will happen. Uh, but every time I passed it, I, I'd yell out, Wonder Bread, it's a wonder they call it bread. Yes. <laughs> And, and these yes. these companies with their brand names have been perpetuating this addiction to sugar because once you take you start eating something like this and you don't avoid these products, any little bit, just like you were talking about before, just a little bit of that that chocolate cake will s- send you for back for more. It's and, true. And as a person who's also a sugar addict, I. I'm still searching for a way to really correct myself. And I would like you to tell us now in our next, in our next section something about the protocols for, for getting out of this terrible mess that we're all in. This great big fat sugar trap. We'll be right back. And now a clip of Patricia Welch in her version of Unchained Melody, available now in her three CD set. Great entertainment, cocktail, dinner, and dessert with Patricia Welch.
This is Johnny Blue Star, CEO of New Galaxy Enterprises, a media content development company. Creating content for a website can often be an exquisite, difficult compromise between providing information and being interesting and concise so people will quickly get the gist of it. The approach must include the website's purpose, supplying the data necessary to back up the website's declared intent, and properly combining text with graphics to achieve an attractive, compelling look. Naturally, there are various types of websites and related content. Our goal is to precisely customize website content to the client's desire, intent, and marketing or informational sharing objectives. To learn more about New Galaxy, see samples of our work, or talk to us about your project, please go to www.newgalaxyenterprises.com and fill out the contact form. This is Johnny Blue Star back on Threshold Radio with Kathy Hogan discussing in our next episode of the battle against sugar addiction, we're discussing how to deal with this problem. But before we deal with this problem, let's understand a little more about the mechanism in the brain and the, and the physical body that causes a substance like sugar to be as profoundly addictive as heroin or, or cocaine. Kathy? Yes. I watched a video that I thought explained this so well. It's a video called How Sugar Affects the Brain. And originally, it was part of a TED Talk that was done by a lady named Nicole Avina. She is a doctor. She's a research neuroscientist and author and an expert in the fields of nutrition, diet, and addiction. She did a video that explains what happens to the brain when we eat sugar. And you can find that online if you would like to watch it. And then with her video, she included these questions after that, that will teach us what happens to the brain when we eat sugar. And so she says that sugars are added to processed foods such as tomato sauce, dried fruit, and granola bars. And the sugar in these foods activates the brain's reward system. And the overstimulation of the reward system can result in loss of control, craving, and increased tolerance of sugar. So that means the more we eat, the more we want, and the more, and then we eat even more. So it's a cycle. I see. And then she said, so what important chemical in the brain is changed in response to sugar ingestion? And that is dopamine. Then the last question she says is, what kind of diet has an effect in the brain that is similar to eating a balanced meal? And her answer was that eating sugary foods once in a while is acceptable. That won't get this dopamine overstimulation thing happening. What? Ha- what, what does only it mean? once in a while. What does it mean that, um, how is dopamine changed? What, what happens? That is a good question, and, and I can't explain it completely. Just that the reward system gets overstimulated and so we want more. I see. Because the reward system feels good and it becomes overstimulated, so we want more. We want to keep that stimulation going. Yeah, which is like heroin or like cocaine. Yeah, but just, I can't explain the medical reasons. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I imagine that this is a real big part of what you're trying to accomplish, that you have some understanding of of how to get rid of sugar addiction. And have you studied different types of protocols? First of all, I I will just tell you what worked for me. Okay. And then I would like to tell you about the program that Dr. Robert Lustig does in San Francisco because I think it would be very effective for people that want to stop eating sugar. But I found with myself that once I had the knowledge of how the four sugars are metabolized by the body, how important it is for my body physically to not eat sugar. Once I knew that and was able to start reducing the sugar in my diet, I felt so much better 
that that was my motivation. Okay. That motivated me because I want to feel good. I knew how much better I felt. And so that motivated me to just continue to eliminate it. Another thing that I think is important is Dr. Lustig has made a list of 56 different names for sugar. Wow. So food manufacturers call sugar by all of these different names, 56 different names. And you can find that online if you are interested. You can just Google Dr. Robert Lustig, 56 names for sugar. And I have this list and, you know, you could you could have a picture of it on your phone. So it's with you when you go shopping. I actually have um, a, a hard copy of it that I keep with me when I go shopping. And if by chance I buy anything that is in a package, I will check. First of all, we need to know what sugar is called. You know, they're not. it's not always just going to say sugar or sucrose or high fructose corn syrup. I see. So it's important to, to know the other names of sugar. Yes, I would think so. And of course, there are many different names so that people who manufacture th- these different products can disguise that they don't really have sugar. Right. Isn't that and, terrible? I mean, aren't yes. I cynical? Well, Johnny, I think you're correct. And, and I think uh, many food manufacturers want the food to be addictive so that we will keep buying it. They do it on purpose. They, their, their goal is sometimes not to just give us good, healthy food. They just want to make money on their product. And so if we are addicted to it and keep buying it over and over, they make more money. Oh, my God. You mean they're motivated by money? They are. You know, <laughs> I believe uh, if you, some if, of them are. If you look at our government about, about the, kind of, the kind of things that are produced in this country that have nothing to do with food, you see, uh, let's say, certain types of weapons. So things that we spend billions and billions of dollars on each year, like nuclear weapons that we don't use, and if we did use, would destroy the planet. You can see that, uh, that's a, just one example, that money has just, per- that motivation has permeated everything that goes on. Who we elect as officials, what they do, how bills are made uh, in Congress, what, the kind of things that we choose to buy for ourselves and our children. It's kind of, you almost think that uh, money could be the root of all evil, except it's actually people, people's choices that are the root of all evil. That's true. Well, I would like you to um, go into now the beginning of your um, discussion of how to remove this addictive problem, the protocol that you were mentioning before. Very good. And this protocol is Dr. Robert Lustig's intervention program. This is what he uses in his clinic in San Francisco. And this helps people lose weight, but it also helps people reduce the amount of sugar they're eating. So uh, there, there are just four basic components of his program. The first one is to eliminate all sugary drinks. This includes soda pop, juice, and sports drinks. Most of those drinks contain large amounts of sucrose or high fructose corn syrup. Children that work with Dr. Lustig in his clinic can drink water and milk. Those are the only two drinks. Now, if someone is dairy-free, which I am, I wouldn't choose milk. So that is something that the individual can decide on. Well, that's a whole whole other program, I would say. It is. I agree. And then the second one is to always eat fiber with carbohydrates. So what he's saying is um, if you need something that is a little bit sweet, you can have some fruit that has fruit sugar, which is fructose, but because it has so much fiber in it, that helps the body digest it and absorb it. So if you need something sweet, you can have a little bit of fruit because it has fiber in it. The third part of his program is to wait 20 minutes before taking a second portion of food. 
This gives the body time to process the food and to get the satiety signal out to the brain. So if you feel like you want a second helping, wait 20 minutes. If you still feel like you want, then take a little bit more, but wait that 20 minutes. Is this only for carbohydrates or sugar or or is it for anything? It's for anything. It's like at the end of the meal when you're done eating and you feel like you want, you know, another helping, wait 20 minutes and let your body process what you've already eaten. So I'm going to have to destroy the habits I've acquired over centuries of eating. (laughs) That's going to be hard. You may need to. Because <laughs> uh, I've, I've noticed the occasional time that I've been obstructed from having my second, my second or third helping, that I, I don't really feel like eating after a while, and that I, I, I always regard that as sort of a terrible thing. But now I see maybe it isn't. <laughs> so you're teaching these classes, right? In 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 reducing addiction, right? Using Lustig's approach. Yes, Johnny. Before I move on to that, though, let me tell you what the fourth part of his program is, the last one. And the last one is to exercise, but not to burn calories. The reason it's important to exercise is to bring insulin down to healthy levels in the body. Okay, how does that work? That's why he recommends it. How does that work? How does exercising reduce insulin in the body? It brings insulin down to a healthy level in the muscles, particularly. That's interesting. And and it also, I'm looking in my notes here because I want to say this correctly. Doing this improves the skeletal muscle insulin sensitivity. Also, exercise is the body's natural stress reducer. Appetite decreases when stress is relieved, is relieved. So stress and obesity are linked. Hmm. Exercise can stop the creation of fat by creating higher metabolism. That is what Dr. Lustig says. That's, that is what he is basing the need for exercise. That's why we need it. Well, you know, we're going to take a a break now. And when we get back, let's go into everything that we can go into about escaping from the addiction. Okay? Very good. Thank you. We'll be right back. Spy Files is another riveting component of Kenneth Eads' Brent Marks legal thriller series. When Michael Fine, a young journalist, asked Brent Marks to assist him in a freedom of information request, classified documents are accidentally released to him by the FBI. When they're not returned, there's big legal trouble afoot for him and for his attorney, who are facing criminal prosecution. The story, however, starts off with a murder. Here's an excerpt. The Spy Files by Kenneth Ede Read by Maxwell Zener. When Chan approached the lab, he could see that the lights were on. That's strange. I'm sure I turned them off. Maybe it's the janitor. He unlocked the lab door and startled the man who was sitting at his station. Chan's monitor was illuminated. What are you doing there? The man rose from his seat and looked to his right and then to his left, deciding whether to run or stand his ground. Chan approached him. I'm calling security. You shouldn't be here. Just back off, Chinaman, and I won't have to hurt you. Chan put his right hand on his stun gun, searching for the nerve. With his left hand, he picked up the phone and started to punch in the number for security with his thumb. Put it down, Chinaman. Chan looked up to see the man pointing a gun right at him. He set down the phone slowly. You're going to shoot me? Just walk away and nobody gets hurt. Just walk away. You didn't see anything. Chan took two paces back. He bent to pick up his briefcase. Leave it. Just keep moving. Chan let go of the handle of the briefcase. The man approached him slowly. Chan took another two steps back and the man took several steps forward. Chan put his hand on the door and the man gently pushed him through it. Taking his chance, Chan rotated, slammed the taser against the man's body and let it rip. The man dropped the gun and staggered back, bracing himself against a table. Chan came back into the lab and lunged for his briefcase. With a surge of energy and anger, the man tackled Chan, slamming him back against a lab table. 
Chan fell hard, hitting his head. Chan lay there still. The man panicked and felt his carotid artery. There was no pulse. Oh, shit. What a mess. He pulled his cell phone out of his pocket. From The Spy Files by Kenneth Eid. Read by Maxwell Zener. We're back with Kathy Hogan on our last segment of Threshold Radio today, discussing sugar addiction. And I wanted to uh, ask you, Kathy, what was your prime motivation to go on this path and, and how did it help with your addiction? Thank you, Johnny. That's an important question. When my two sons were growing up and they were little, I wanted to give them the best nutrition possible. I wanted to be a good mother. I wanted to give them the things they needed that they would have good health in their life. So when I found out the history of why sugar is so prevalent in our diet, and I, and I learned this history about a year and a half ago in a class at the University of Utah, and I was so excited when I learned how this happened because it took a lot of guilt off my mind. It took a lot of, of feelings of, well, why didn't I, I know, you know that I shouldn't be buying processed foods? Why didn't I know that there was sugar in so many things? Why didn't I know that, that sugar wasn't healthy for my body? And, you know, years ago, this information wasn't available online. And so if you didn't go to a library or if you didn't find books that had this information, you didn't know. And so when the government put out information that we should um, eat a lower fat diet, we thought it was the truth. We thought it was what we should do. So I followed it. I followed these guidelines and I find out later that, that this wasn't the best advice. This wasn't the best thing to do. So when I learned the history, it helped me let any guilt go. It let, I was just able to let it go and start making changes in my life. And that's what's given me the passion to teach other people this history. And I think it will help people make the changes they need to make in their diet so that they will feel better. And that's what I'm passionate about. Well, I think that's important, but what about the, you know, if we say that sugar is like cocaine addiction, there is a physiological aspect to it, and I'm sure that some people are more sensitive to it than others, but what do you do about those people? How do you um, get them off um, of sugar besides understanding the, the history of the deception? Excellent question, Johnny. Excellent. Because there are going to be some people that are going to have more serious side effects that are more debilitating getting off sugar than perhaps I did. And I think that is why it's important to have a medical practitioner that you trust. Uh, Dr. Rodier, he is so knowledgeable in this area. And I know that there are supplements that can be used. I also want to mention that uh, I used to work for a naturopath. His name is Dr. Ulrich Knorr. He is an excellent naturopath. He works with people to help people get off sugar. I know Dr. Rodier works with people to help them get off sugar. There are supplements that you can take. A medical practitioner can give you support to help you do this if you're having physical reactions that are really uncomfortable. So please reach out to a practitioner that can help you. Right. Well, that's good advice. Well, could you say um, something about the nutrition classes that you're giving right now? Yes. These are, um, these are in Salt Lake City, correct? Yes. Yes. And this class that I am teaching is actually my master's thesis project. And the class has the same title as my thesis, which is Sugar Made by Nature versus Sugar Made by Man. And I am going to, um, actually, the program that I wrote is quite extensive, which is my thesis, which it was written so that any teacher could take my program and take pieces of it and teach it 
So you could you could really decide how long you wanted the class to go. But the particular class I'm doing for my project will just be for four weeks. We're going to meet for an hour to an hour and a half. And so I have... Um, I've chosen certain concepts that I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach how these four sugars are metabolized by the body. I'm going to teach the history of how sugar became so prevalent in our diet. I'm going to talk about the physical problems that too much sugar causes, which is the metabolic syndrome, cancer, depression, obesity, And then I'm going to talk about intervention methods that will help us reduce sugar in the diet. And and I'm hoping I will be graduating in May. And I'm hoping that what I do after this will involve this program that I've written. Well, that's wonderful. And I really wish you the best of luck. And I hope that you will stay in touch with us and can update us on some of your subsequent discoveries and understanding of both this problem or other subjects related to nutrition. Johnny, thank you. And I want to thank you for the opportunity being able to speak with you and being able to share my enthusiasm and my excitement for this subject and for its importance. And thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. You're quite welcome. And now as a special treat, To end today's show, we will play an assortment of songs from Patricia Welch's three-CD set called Great Entertainment, Cocktails, Dinner, and Dessert from Patricia. This collection represented a challenge to this great performer to render her own version of famous classic standards, all of which were originally covered by some of the greatest talent of the last six decades. Right now, Patricia is performing at the renowned Frank's Place in the exciting Indian Wells Resort in Coachella Valley, California. We will start with her masterful version of The Wind Beneath My Wings. It must have been cold there in my shadow Sunlight on your face You were content To let me shine That's your way You always walked a step behind So I was the one With all the glory the one with all the strength A beautiful face without a name for so long A beautiful smile to hide the pain Did you ever know that you're my hero? Everything I would like to be 
Now from the musical Damn Yankees, Whatever Lola Wants. Take off your coat 
don't you know you can't win? You're no exception to the rule. I'm irresistible, you fool. Give in. Give in. Give in. Give in. And here's Patricia's version of a very popular song reincarnated many times before the creation of the first film of Wall Street, but no more forgotten by many than that fabulous movie, Fly Me to the Moon. Now for our final song from Patricia, Come Back from the Rain. Come in from the rain 
Now, Dr. Rodier, MD, is here with us today to discuss various topics from the standpoint of integrative medicine. Integrative medicine is a medical discipline that puts an emphasis on nutrition and lifestyle as critical elements for true health and happiness. All right, Johnny, thanks for having me today. I have a great article here, came out in the journal Science, June 10th, 2016, how the science of repopulating the gut is taken off. That is uh, stool transplants, how people are getting stool transplants. And a whole lot of, do- uh, a lot of doctors are looking at it. A lot of patients are getting it. And they improve in just about every disease. Stool transplants. Stool transplants. What does that mean? Well, it means that they take the stool from a healthy person and put it up the rectum of a, pers- of a person who... <laughs> might not be doing so so hot health-wise. So they call it repopulating the gut. You get it? <laughs> anyway, the science has been there for quite a while. Doctors have been disciplined because they overused it. And overcharged should be the key word. Uh, with a colonoscopy, fiber optics, they would uh, implant the donated stool up the the intestines uh, of uh, the recipient, and the FDA jumped in saying, no, you can only do it for treatment of C. difficile, uh, pesky bacteria in the gut. But really, uh, there are reports that when you do it for just about every other health problem, the recipient improves. Now, why is that? Well, Johnny, in 19, in 1918, uh, no, I think it was 1910, uh, the Nobel Prize was awarded to Dr. Metnikoff for showing that our gut flora is our immune system. And so the better we eat, the better our gut flora will be, and the better our immune system will be. 
Now remember that a whole lot of medical problems are because of poor nutrition and a poor immune system. So if you put two together, you see that the food we eat will optimize the health of the gut flora and thereby optimize our immune system, which also detoxifies chemicals in the environment. In fact, uh, the immune system should be renamed the immunodetoxification system. Very interesting. That, yeah. Sure. Well, that is why uh, a lot of chemicals in the environment can be problematic because they can set off your immune system. And this is why anything you put in your mouth, even pharmaceuticals, will be modulated by the gut flora we have. So say you take blood pressure medication, Johnny, and we both take it. Mm -hmm. It will work differently on you than me because of our liver and because of our gut flora. And so this is why it's so, so critical to eat your veggies because these guys, our friendly bacteria, thrive on fiber. And very few Americans are meeting the daily requirements of fiber because they eat so much unrefined food. So if you want a strong immune system, if you want to quit worrying about the Zika virus, then strengthen your immune system by eating your veggies. Well, I got that, and I believe that with all my heart, or with all my gut, whatever. <laughs> For more information about Dr. Rodier's practice, books, blogs, and newsletters, contact Hugo Rodier, MD, at www.hugorodier.com. That's H-U-G-O-R-O-D-I-E-R.com. This is Johnny Blue Star, CEO of New Galaxy Enterprises, a media content development company. Threshold Radio is owned by New Galaxy Enterprises, a full-service media content development company. Sponsors not only get ads on the program, but are offered packages including website design, graphics, audio, video, music, and jingles. Programs are archived and continue to be promoted beyond their first broadcast. To learn more about New Galaxy, see samples of our work, or talk to us about your project, please go to www.NewGalaxyEnterprises.com and fill out the contact form. This is Johnny Blue Star. We all live very closely or within ourselves to an immense journey of self-discovery and adventure. For humanity, both the wide expanse of stars and the infinitely wider space within ourselves beckon us to make that leap forward. Thank you for making Threshold Radio part of your journey. Be well and keep cosmic.